Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 125 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me today. All right, it is the end of March. So what I thought would be a really good thing to talk about is just going through COVID and the impact of COVID specifically on stress and binge eating and how it might look looking forward. And so ways to kind of manage what's already happened and ways to prepare yourself for whatever might be coming to set yourself up for success. And I think it's really interesting that I'm doing this episode today because I've been planning it for a couple of weeks, thinking with hope (laughs) that we'd be opening up and getting our restrictions eased as the vaccine program progresses in our province. But as of last night, we're actually shutting down more. So they've closed eating at restaurants and we were having gradual increase and then we've had a big spike. So for a year out, it feels a little bit like we're kind of back where we were last year. The only thing that's different is stores are still open and they are allowing small outdoor gatherings right now where I live. So I realize in creating this episode, everybody's situation is going to be different. Everybody had a different experience through the past year with the pandemic and everybody's current experience is going to be different because there's such a variety of what's going on in different areas. And so I'm going to try and cover it all, but just know if I don't specifically address your experience, it's not intentionally. It's just that I know there's a wide variety of what's going on for people. And you know, the other thing that's reminding me of COVID a year ago is the kids are home on spring break. Luckily, their plan is still that they're going back to school. But I just remember a year ago, just that feeling of like everything had changed, right? In the matter of a week was when the kids were on spring break. Everything changed. Everything shut down. It was announced the kids weren't going back to school. And we were sitting there kind of like, okay, like, what do we do? (laughs) What do we do with these kids? And you know, what's life going to look like? And it has changed, obviously. It's a, a year later, even though we're facing more shutdowns right now, I don't feel the same level of anxiety as I did a year ago when it was all brand new because it's become somewhat familiar to have these like ups and downs with what we're able to do. But I'm definitely finding the kids being in the house during spring break reminding me of those months of not having school and having the kids here all the time and trying to entertain them and keep them out of trouble. And thankfully, I don't have to do the homeschooling anymore because, man, that was a huge stressor last year trying to work and homeschool three kids, including one in grade one that kind of couldn't do anything on his own unless we're there helping him focus. I'm really thankful that we're not at that point anymore. Okay, so let's talk about what it was like a year ago and let's walk through kind of what happened and more looking at it from the standpoint of no matter what happened to you in the past year with regards to your eating or your weight, recognizing that it's all okay, it's all normal, it's all normal reactions to what you went through. Nothing went wrong. It was just a big stressor that we'd had no previous experience with. 
we had no skills for how to manage our eating during a pandemic because we'd never been in a pandemic. We had no skills on how to manage stress eating when you're completely socially isolated because it had never happened before. So I know for a lot of you listening, this year has been tough with eating and weight and you might be feeling frustrated at yourself and frustrated at certain behaviors that have come back. And maybe they're behaviors that you had worked really hard to get rid of and to build new behaviors. And it felt like just in the flash, you suddenly were back at square one. And if that's the case, I want to tell you it's all normal. It's all okay. We'll talk a little bit about that, but nothing went wrong. This is just normal brain behavior in a setting where it has no familiarity. So when our brain doesn't know what's going to happen, it often will go back to old habits and old ways of coping to try to feel safe. And for a lot of us, that's food. So if that happened to you over this past year, maybe it happened the whole year, maybe it happened at parts of the year, all okay, all normal. If you think back to where we were a year ago and what emotions were you feeling? So, you know, within the span of weeks, the world changed. Things that we took totally for granted that would always be there were shut down and were no longer options. There was the anxiety about the illness itself and what the pandemic would do and who would be affected by it, whether we would get sick as professionals, whether our families would get sick or other people we know. There's all the stressors related to the PPE and lack of medical resources and working in environments that maybe didn't have all the resources that we wanted for the demand that was there. If you think back to that and think of like from a human standpoint, how stressful that was and we coped because that's what humans do. Like we get through and we figure it out. And I think this past year has been a really good testament to the ability of the human race to come together and really figure things out and, you know, do our best to care for everybody that we can. But I recognize that everybody's year is going to have looked different. And some of you may have experienced significant losses or, you know, significant stressors in your workplace or in your, you may have lost loved ones. And so what I want you to do is look back on the past year with compassion. And so if any of that happened and if any of it impacted your eating, look back with compassion and say, like, of course it did. That's normal brain behavior that when things get so tough, our brains revert back to old coping strategies. And it does not mean you've lost any of the work that you've done previously. Like if you felt that you were kind of gaining traction pre-COVID and then all of a sudden got knocked back to square one, or maybe you'd lost weight in the past and found it again during COVID. All of that's fine. It doesn't mean you're back at square one. It just means that this was a stressor that nobody was prepared for. Nobody had the skills for, and it's going to take a bit of figuring out. And if that means it takes you kind of a year to figure out, totally fine. As we've gone through this past year, it's been a little bit like a shifting target in that it hasn't always looked the same and we haven't always known what's going to be next. And again, that's a stress. So even if the changes are good, we're allowed to do more things, it's still a stress to our brain because it's unfamiliar and we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. And that's a stress and that's can trigger eating. So what I really, if you take nothing away from today's episode, if the only thing you take away is this one thought is 
looking back, no matter what has happened, and I'm saying that again, no matter what has happened, there's no qualifiers here. It's not like you're only allowed to give yourself compassion if your weight gain was only a certain amount, or you can only give yourself compassion if you only had binge eating a certain amount of time. No matter what, no matter how bad you feel that your eating got over the past year, give yourself compassion for it. You were a human that was trying to figure out entirely unfamiliar situations and deal with stresses that had never been there before. So of course, your brain turned to an easy way to try to figure it out. And that's okay. Our brains are allowed to do that. And then as things settle down, we can correct them and get back to where we feel better. Nothing is lost. Nothing is forgotten. It's just adjusting to the new normal. So number one, compassion, no matter what has happened. And I know some of you will be listening to this and be like, yeah, but in your head and have like some sort of qualifier that I didn't specifically say, it doesn't matter. No matter what your yeah, but I did this special thing that should make it so you can't give yourself compassion, no matter what, you still give yourself compassion. Okay, deal? All right. Now let's think about moving forward. What are the issues that are going to impact you moving forward? How are the changes coming up related to the pandemic going to affect your eating? And I think it's good to think about this and plan from a couple of different scenarios. Because again, I recognize that everybody's going to be in a different place. Some people like where I live in British Columbia, were kind of taking a step back and things are closing down a little bit more. Other places, I know you're taking steps forward and things are opening up and you're able to do more. Maybe others, you're just staying exactly where you've been. And each of those, I think, will affect your eating in different ways and are worth looking at on their own and assessing if you're in this situation, what can you do? So first, let's talk about the ongoing isolation and restrictions. And I have to tell you, over the past months, this has been a challenge for me. Like I've really been feeling the like the dragginess of, okay, we're still here. This is still what life is. You know, up until a couple of weeks ago, we weren't allowed to socialize even outdoors. And just, you know, life became so much smaller. And what I've been struggling with is what's fun. If I can't have time with friends and, you know, have good laughs, And I I know I can do it over Zoom and we have, but it's not quite the same or this is what my brain's telling me. So then I'm like, what is fun and how do I find fun? This has been what I've been thinking over these past months and it's getting better. And honestly, I think some of that for me is where I live because we get deep winters. So we're now heading into spring and often spring does lift the mood a little bit. And so it's a little easier to get outside. There's going to be other activities we can do outside, like mountain biking season will start, hopefully maybe in a few weeks, the trails will start to dry out enough. So I can look forward to that. But I think that if you're there with that feeling of like, we're still here, (laughs) what do I do now? And just feeling that gray kind of wah, wah. Again, accept that that's okay. Like that's, it has been a year of having significantly reduced activities compared to what we normally would do. So yeah, it's okay if you're getting tired of it and it's okay if you're really wishing you could go travel, totally there with you. So what do you do about it? Because we can't necessarily do that stuff. Like what my brain's yearning for can't do. I would love to just do a little trip, (laughs) just a small little trip. Can't do it right now. So what do you do about this? Well, I think a big piece is... Focusing on what you can control and what you can't. So 
you can't control what your current COVID numbers are. You can't control what your area's vaccination program is looking like on whether the rollout is going in the way that you would want it to or not. You can't control what your current restrictions are in your community or in your area. So what you can control within that are where you seek to get your entertainment. Now, this might be something that feels a bit awkward at first because we're creatures of habit. We're used to having things that we do to get our entertainment from. A lot of that got taken away in the past year. And so then food is a really easy place for our brains to turn for entertainment. And if that's been happening to you over the past year, again, totally normal. Now to move out of that habit, out of that kind of cycle, you need to be really proactive and really try to find other things to entertain yourself with. Maybe that's going to look different this year than what it has in other years. Maybe this is an opportunity to try something you've never thought of trying or have thought of and never gone around the time to try. Like maybe adding in something that's just brand new might add a little excitement and fun that you've been missing. What I would suggest is sitting down and really writing out, if you're in this spot where you're just feeling the wah-wah of a year of pandemic and you just feel drained and the idea of keeping going just feels really tough, then sit down and write out some of the stuff that you might want to try. Now, here's what I've been noticing personally is doing this stuff actually feels hard. So even though you have something that you know you want to do and that might be fun, when you're in this mindset, often doing it can feel hard. It can feel like a hurdle to get over. And so what I would suggest is if you have something and you're decided you're going to try something different and then you go to do it and your brain resists and is like, no, let's just watch some more Netflix. You need to proceed. You need to do it anyways. And basically what you're trying to do is build up momentum with the new activity. So at the very beginning, it's going to feel awkward and a little bit difficult and you won't have the memories associated with it of like the positive emotions afterwards. So you won't have the same pull to do it. So in that setting, you need to just get yourself to do it anyways, like whatever it takes, set a timer, make a deal with, you know, if it's an outdoor activity that you can meet up with somebody safely, you know, make a deal to meet somebody so it actually gets you out of the house, make a deal with yourself that you do this activity before you sit down to watch Netflix or whatever, go on Facebook or whatever kind of the more mindless stuff that your brain wants you to do in the moment and just try it and work on building some momentum of doing some new things. There's so much available virtually nowadays that really you could probably from your own home learn any new skill that you've ever considered and just do something different is my advice. If it sounds like it could be fun or if at any point in your life you've thought, well, it'd be really fun to be able to try that. Maybe now's the time to figure out a way to try it. I think a big piece of this too, if you're in this situation where you still have significant restrictions, there's kind of no and in sight soon, is really focusing on the being present now and focusing on what is now. It's really easy to spend a lot of time in the what will be. And again, I've caught myself doing this of the like imagining when we can go back and have conferences in person and be able to travel to places for conferences and stay in a nice hotel and have some days to relax or go on a family vacation to somewhere warm. But the problem is, is when you're thinking of always thinking of this stuff in the future, it creates like a yearning that makes you dissatisfied with what you have right now. So sometimes thinking about what'll be good in the future is great. 
but watch how much time your brain's thinking about how much better things will be and when it's going to get better because it'll make the present feel worse. So intentionally spending time every day, just focusing on being present and being happy with what's going on, feeling content with where you are right now will help. Often that focusing on the future, wanting different, wanting more than what you currently have just creates dissatisfaction right now. Okay, so let's talk about the second scenario, which would be opening up and returning to normal. So for those of you in communities where things are starting to get back to normal and you're able to do more things, or for those of you like us where it's not there yet, but at some point this year, it probably will come. I think it's worth a discussion about how that might impact stress or binge eating. When things open up and socialization can happen more freely, it becomes safer to be in smaller groups. It's going to create an air of celebration that will very easily drive eating. So if you think about times in your life where you have that air of like, oh, finally, celebration, vacation would be a good example for some people, Fridays. For those of us who live in the wintry climates, when you hit summer and you get those nice summer days that you can sit on a patio, that often does it. I think this transition from the pandemic as we start to be able to get back to more normal is going to give a similar feeling. So it's going to feel celebratory. And if you have stress or binge eating, it will be very easy for your brain to want to celebrate with food. So it would look like, you know, if you can get together with friends, kind of deciding it doesn't matter what you eat, maybe drinking more than you wanted and eating food that you didn't plan, which would be fine occasionally, right? Like if that happens, the odd time, it doesn't matter, even if you're working on weight loss. However, I think the risk as we get back more to normal from COVID is that there's going to be really frequent opportunities to have activities that feel celebratory and that can lead to that overeating and eating off plan and maybe over drinking. And so really watching yourself and watching how your brain is anticipating being able to do these activities. Like when you think about it, when there is the ability to start having like parties or events again, watching how your brain's thinking about the food aspect of it and really thinking through how do you want those to go? So celebrating, great. Like you absolutely are probably going to want to celebrate when you're able to do things you haven't been able to do for a year. Totally great. But the question to ask yourself is, do you want to celebrate with food? Now, sometimes you may say yes. And that's okay too, right? There may be situations where you're like, yeah, I want to celebrate with food. I want to eat food I don't normally eat in this. I'm maybe going to overeat. And that's totally fine. What I would suggest though is don't let your brain paint every event as that special occasion because the reality is not every event is going to be that special. There might be some where you're like, yes, this is, I'm just going forward on this one, not worrying about anything. But there can be a lot of small events that maybe aren't so special that can lead to the same sort of thinking if you're not careful. And then you end up, you know, maybe multiple events in a week for weeks in a row where you're eating significantly different from your normal. And that can lead to either slowing of weight loss or some weight gain. And it can make you start to feel more out of control, which then perpetuates itself. So you start to think, oh, geez, I'm not eating very well at these events and I can't control myself when I you know, go out to a restaurant with friends. Those sorts of thoughts then become self-perpetuating. So then when you go out to a restaurant with friends the next time, you think, well, I can't control myself when I'm with friends. And that'll be exactly what happens. So my suggestion to you, if you're in this situation, 
is plan for the events. Even if it means just a few hours before, like if you're going over to a friend's house for dinner and it's short notice, sit down just a few hours before and go, okay, what do I want out of this event? Do I want to just let go and totally celebrate with food? Or maybe is this one where I want to be a little bit more careful and celebrate in other ways? And then make your brain generate the other ways you're going to celebrate. What are you going to do to enjoy the celebration? And that might look different for every situation. But if you don't sit down and write it out, it will be really hard to generate it in the moment. In the moment, the food will always be the easiest default. So I think during this transition, if you're transitioning back to more normal life, doing more planning before events will help you. And some of that planning will be, if you're not going to celebrate with food, how are you going to celebrate? Is it you're going to just really focus on the conversation? Because really, that's what we've been missing. We haven't really been missing the food, right? Are you going to just focus on enjoying being present with the friends and being around other people? Maybe there's some sort of dish that fits into your way of eating that you're going to order and really enjoy. So you're still celebrating with food, but it's a food that actually fits into your way of eating. You know, maybe if you decide you're not drinking in a certain situation, maybe you're celebrating with some other fun, like a soda water with a bit of flavoring or something at a restaurant that can look fancy and feel celebratory. There's lots of different ways to do it. Just what I'm suggesting is thinking ahead of time so that you've got some in your back pocket, some plans. I think another area to just recognize if your world is opening up and you're doing more things is for some people that may be triggering more anxiety. So some people, again, there's so many different situations that are out there related to the pandemic, but maybe things are opening up and you're worried that they shouldn't be. Maybe you're worried about your numbers still. Maybe you're worried about family members who haven't been vaccinated yet. And recognizing that if that's you, that again, that's okay, but working on how you're going to manage it because that stress and anxiety could also trigger more eating. If you're feeling really out of control of what your community or area is doing with their restrictions and what the COVID numbers are doing, that can be a big driver for eating. So focusing again on what you can control and what thoughts and activities help you feel a bit more in control. And then recognizing sometimes you're going to feel stressed and anxious and that's okay. That's part of the human experience. When we're working on thought work and you know, working on managing our minds around things, the intention is never to get away from all of the negative experiences. Sometimes negative emotions like anxiety and stress fit the situation that you're in. And just giving yourself permission to feel that way can be very powerful. The big thing though is letting yourself feel it and not necessarily trying to cover it up with food because the brains don't like that negative emotion. They don't like the discomfort. So they want to kind of numb it down with food. However, I really do think from a brain perspective, it's important if those emotions are valid, it's important to let yourself experience them and just sit with them for a little bit and experience them without trying to numb them down. I think when we try and push them down with food, we often prolong the negative emotion. It hangs around longer. Your brain's like, oh, hey, but we haven't actually dealt with this yet. And, you know, it feels slightly better for the moment, but we haven't dealt with it. So sometimes just sitting with the emotion, letting yourself experience what it feels like in your body can go a long way to letting it kind of process and release. So you're not then dragging it with you at all times. So the experience of the anxiety actually becomes a little bit smaller, a little bit shorter time frame. The other scenario that I thought, the third scenario that I thought would be useful talking about is 
if you're just still really struggling processing the change, like I mentioned, everybody's going to have had a different experience. Some people will have been through very traumatic times during this pandemic, maybe personal loss or maybe witnessing a lot of loss at work or feeling very out of control and under supplied at work. And if that's you, again, it's totally okay. And if the way that your brain has been processing all those changes and all the tough stuff you've been through is with food, again, it's okay. It won't always be like this, but giving yourself compassion for that that's been kind of the most accessible way you have had right so far, and that's okay. Nothing went wrong. But what I would suggest is now that we're a year out, maybe start thinking about what do you really need in this? Is it something, again, if you've been through really traumatic experiences, do you need some formal counseling about it to process it? That may be, you know, a really good step to help yourself get through it. If you feel like it's something that you can manage yourself, is it that you need to do some journaling on it and just build a consistent journaling practice where every day you're writing down your thoughts a bit just to help you process them? Is it that you need some quiet or mindful time built into your days every day to give yourself space? Because if we think about it, how our days are often structured, there's not a lot of quiet, mindful time (laughs) to really process what's happened to us. It's often very reactive where it's like, okay, what's next? I need to do this next. So structuring your days and carving out a little bit of time doesn't have to be a lot of time but a little bit of time every day to have some mindful reflection and just quiet time where you can process things, I think can be powerful. We've talked about the impact of the pandemic, mainly from an eating perspective. I just want to make a little comment here. I know that some of you who are listening and who have been through the pandemic, maybe it's a bigger issue than just eating. You may be experiencing symptoms of depression or symptoms of an anxiety disorder related to what your experiences have been. And again, that's okay, but I encourage you to seek help. As physicians, we're notoriously not great at reaching out for mental health issues, but if you're listening to this and you feel that you are experiencing some depression or anxiety, reach out to your physician and get help. If any of you listening are at risk of actually hurting yourself, if you're having thoughts of suicide or self-harm, phone the crisis line. There are physician-specific crisis lines in both Canada and the U.S. The numbers are for Canada, 1-833-456-4566. And the U.S. crisis line is 1-800-273-8255. And like I said, if you are sitting there listening to this episode, feeling really rough and worried or thinking that maybe harming yourself might be the right route, please just pick up the phone and call one of the crisis lines. So just to summarize, no matter what's happened to you or what your responses to the pandemic have been from a stress or binge eating, it's all okay. The big piece I want you to walk away from this episode with is viewing everything that's happened with compassion. Thinking about it as, of course that happened. Of course my brain responded that way. It had never had any other experience or training about how to manage the stress related to the pandemic. Of course it offered food as a solution. And of course the food actually felt good and felt like a solution at times. It's all fine. Nothing's lost. If your community is staying kind of locked down where you're stuck in the same restrictions and you're feeling like I've been where you're feeling a bit drained by the restrictions, get intentional with what things you could do for fun. Start thinking outside of the box. Brainstorm, write things down. 
come up with non-food ways of entertaining yourself that might be unique, maybe things you've never tried, maybe new hobbies, maybe a new activity, maybe go explore outside in your community in an area you haven't explored, but just get intentional with it. Your brain won't generate that stuff on its own often. You need to sit down and just spend time doing it. If you're in a community that is opening back up from an eating perspective, watch yourself with the celebratory thinking, the using food to celebrate being able to do more and really intentionally plan for specific activities and situations, what you want out of them from a food perspective. And if you decide you're not going to use food to celebrate in certain situations, then decide how else you're going to celebrate. What other things are you going to focus on to really enjoy the freedom and doing the activities that you haven't been able to do for so long? If you're feeling anxious about your community opening up again, maybe that's a place to get some counseling about. Maybe it's a place to up your self-care about, but really focusing on what's in your control and what's out of your control can help in the setting of the pandemic. There's a lot of it that's not in our control, but there always is aspects that are in our control. And so redirecting your brain to focus on what's in your control can help a lot with the anxiety of the unknown. And then if you're still processing the challenges and what's gone on in the past year, if you're processing loss, just sitting down and thinking, what do you need? What is it that would be most helpful? Is it reaching out for some counseling? Is it adding in more self-care, doing more journaling, giving yourself some quiet time, some space to actually be able to process But being kind to yourself and thinking through, you know, what is it that you really need? Okay, I hope that this has been helpful for you. Like I said at the beginning, there's such a range of experiences through the pandemic. If I missed what your experience is, I apologize. Feel free to send me an email. Let me know what your experience has been or what your thoughts of the upcoming time and challenges are going to be. I'd love to hear them. And if your stress or binge eating is something that you just are ready to get some help with, you've worked on doing it on your own and you just don't want to do it on your own anymore, then I have great news for you. At the time that you're listening to this podcast, Stress Eating SOS is open for enrollment for the April 2021 group. And I would love to have you in there with us. This is a physician-only group that we focus on coaching around stress and binge eating. And as we do that, as we give you freedom from stress and binge eating, you also feel better in all the other areas of your life. And so I think it's been really powerful through the pandemic to do this coaching and for the physicians in the group to have access to this coaching to manage all the other stressors because all those other stressors are really what lead to the eating. And so stress eating SOS helps your eating get better for sure, but it also makes the rest of your life feel better too. And I think that's awesome. I would love it if you joined us. I'd be happy to have you on board. The website is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. And you can check that out to learn more. If you have any questions, send me an email. I'm happy to answer them. Info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. We'll talk to you later. Have a fantastic week. 